Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski, Andy McCook and Ricardo Ball on ECNZ. We love our dogs. They love to race. grnz.co.nz is a website you want to get involved in, especially today. Two Group 1s on the card coming out of Monaco, one of the most prestigious race days on the calendar year here in Greyhound Racing in New Zealand. Duke of Edinburgh, silver collar to take place. Race number eight, of course, a group one level 327. That gets underway this year, sponsored by SENZ and the race preceding that, the seventh Waterloo Cup final, also uh, also at uh, group one level. That one over the 527 metres with greyhounds from all around the country to take place in that. Andy McCook with you at the moment. Mark Rosanowski, he's just running a little bit late. Had a couple of uh, issues with his flight getting through to Auckland today where he will be on course alongside Philippa Morris to take uh, punters through the action on TAB trackside. Aaron White to call his first silver collar. He'll be just the third person in the 50-odd year runnings uh, of the silver collar to call a silver collar final. And not only does he get to call it, he gets to call one of our best ever stayers in the form of no keeper, which is also one of Aaron White's favourite greyhounds. So it's going to be a big, big day for one Aaron White and a day that he will not forget. Guests on the show today, we are endeavouring to catch up with uh, Sean Codlin to get his thoughts around uh, what will be his first Group 1 runner today in the form of Shelley Pom, who takes her place in the Duke of Edinburgh. Silver Collar comes up with box seven. She is a $51 chance, but Sean, one of our young trainers in the sport who's trying to make his mark, and he's got a pretty handy team going around on the undercard as well, headed by Sweet Potential, who's a, a class one greyhound who's in a very nice final, but I think she comes up with a draw that she can use today. So while we are waiting for uh, a couple of people to arrive uh, on the show, we might as, uh, may as well take this chance to just have a little bit of a bow peep through the SENZ Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. Favourite no-keeper dog for... We're running out of superlatives to describe the big boy. He's unbeaten through 16 starts over the extreme journeys of uh, 600 metres or more. Of course, a, a greyhound who's been able to win at the Group 1 level. He's made two Auckland Cup finals. He's been competitive and still is competitive against the very best middle distance greyhounds in New Zealand. But now we get to see him over the extreme journeys, which is a a trip that we always thought early on we would see him over. And now he's getting to... Uh, see that. So he comes up with uh, box number four. And uh, from there, he should be able to get himself forward, get into the race, and, uh, and he is the one they have to beat, and he should remain unbeaten through 17 distance attempts. Thought some value dogs, two, three, the brother to no keeper and no account, who comes up with uh, box number two. Very good through his heat running in to second. 
It was a decent effort from him. Maps to get a clean run if Mr. Fahrenheit beats him out and thought Nighthawk style was the giant killer to run into the money. Those two greyhounds, 380, 280 a place for the pair of uh, those. So they're well worth getting involved in in terms of the place market. We also have some uh, special markets uh, available. How far no keeper will win by. Favourite way, and that is five and a quarter to ten lengths at a dollar ninety-five. Uh, we have some uh, group betting in terms of the first Northern Greyhound to get past the post, and also a market around who will be in front with a circuit left to make as they make their way past the post. So, some interesting markets to get involved in there, and uh, those all available on TAB. .co.nz. We might take a little bit of an early break here on Dog Speed while we try and get a couple of these guests lined up and uh, on the other side hopefully we'll be with Sean Codlin. We love our dogs, they love to race. Lovegreyhounds.org.nz is where you can go to see some beautiful stories that have been put together by our team of Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, around the uh, sites behind the scenes at uh, a few of our bigger Greyhound kennels throughout the country. Duke of Edinburgh, Silver Collar Day. Of course, on the card as well, we have the running of the Group 1 Waterloo Cup. That will be race number seven on the programme today. Joining us on the phone is a man who is about to have his first Group 1 runner. It goes around in the running of the Waterloo Cup. His name, AJ Christensen, the man they call Rowdy. AJ, a very good morning to you. Hey, big cookie. How are you, baby? Yeah, I'm going good, AJ. I'm going good. I reckon you're probably feeling a little bit better than me, mate. How are the nerves ahead of having your first Group 1? Oh, no, we're just really proud of the team and, and, and the bitch, mate, to be there. Uh, we've got no nerves, mate. We're an underdog, so we'll just turn up and do our job as normal and uh, hope for a bit of luck, eh? Had box number one through her heat, and it looked her heat on paper, and, gee, she was very, very good. Uh, what were your feelings through that when she came off the lids humming? Uh, thank you very much, and I'll see you in the final. She's uh, very sharp on the lure, mate. Uh, she was quite fresh coming into that because uh, I've had an eye on the series. So we know there's a lot of improvement in her, but no, very, very proud of the run, and it was lovely to see her leave the boxes like we know she can. Comes up with box number eight for the final. What are your thoughts around today's draw? I'll just put her in and close my eyes, I think, mate, to be fair. Uh, I don't think it's too much... Uh, too detrimental to her chances. Uh, of course, Craig's dogs are rocket. You know, Dave's dog's very strong. The one-turn dogs are very quick. So um, it could work out to be a blessing in disguise, to be fair, man. Um, could go either way very easily. She comes up as the greyhound with the, the most track experience around Auckland, and she hasn't had to travel. So those have got to be uh, good ticks in the right boxes for your girl. Oh, she loves it at Auckland, mate. She's crashed out on the back of the van going, who's dad talking to at the moment? So um, we can't complain, mate. We're very happy with her preparation. We're, ha we're very pleased with her. Um, as I said, I love box one, but, you know, we'll do the best we can with the cards we've been dealt, mate. Talk us through uh, her story, AJ. She's a, a greyhound who's had uh, 39 starts. She's won 12, had 13 minors. She's a, a very speedy little customer. How did you come to get your hands on her? Oh, well, I'm actually friends with a guy in Aussie, Andy Lord, a uh, very famous trainer, and uh, we struck up quite a good relationship. We sort of give each other a bit of banter, and uh, 
He sort of uh, I brought another boy off him, and he approached me about this girl. Said she had a couple of you know head problems, and uh, to finish on Lua would help, and just needed to develop. And uh, said a small kennel would definitely suit. So um, he showed a lot of faith in me by giving me the bitch to uh, get her to the races. And um, yeah, she's a, a really sassy little girl. She just loves to race, loves to be part of it, and um, yeah, it's very. I'm very lucky to have her, mate. To be honest. She's a greyhound who uh, who won her qualifying trial before she lined up in a, a slick time around Auckland. So I'm picking from the very early stages of her prep here in New Zealand. You thought a fair bit of her? Well, as soon as I saw her walk, I was I was very excited. She's just um, a very attitudey, sassy little girl. She's um, got a heart the size of herself, mate. Um, as soon as we put her on the track, she's never sort of done anything that's displeased us. She tries her heart out, and you sort of can't ask for much more than that. Um, but yeah, she's uh, yeah, I think she's coming into her prime now. So yeah, we're hoping for the best, mate. You've also got a couple of uh, other greyhounds going around on the undercard, AJ, and uh, a couple of those uh, are pretty handy animals. Uh, but the big boy, Electric Shock, he gets up over the six hundred and three metres. A journey that's been very kind to him in the past. Oh, Granddad, yeah, he's he's just about everybody in the country's favourite dog. I think, mate, it's. Uh, takes me 20 minutes to piss him because everyone wants a pat so he's uh well loved this boy uh got a huge heart again and tries his heart out you know for us uh inside again would have been definitely better um but from the 603 it can be quite a difficult start for dogs that haven't had a lot of experience in Auckland so again if we come out clean and he can posse up get near the rail he, he will charge late um of course again Craig's dog will be very hard to beat and Karen's got a nice one in that so there's there's it's a very nice field, to be honest. He's got a very good record over the 6.03 and a, a very nice time to his name. So for mine, he looks a little bit of each way value at the very least. Uh, AJ 12 and 2.20, he's, uh, he's definitely a chance at the very least of running into the money. Well, if you listen to Aaron White, he's usually a dollar's on for Aaron White, so he loves him. Um, yes, I, I always believe he's that sort of dog, mate. He, he tries so hard, you can't leave him out. Um, I say again, the box doesn't suit, but the 6.03 can level the playing field a bit and uh, if you've got a nice track along you know he, he will finish over the top of a few of those dogs he's um, quite strong at the business end the box draws uh, the box draw gods haven't been kind to you AJ thrilling sniper going around and he'll also don the the pink rug but gee he's been in stellar form of late I think somebody must think that pink suits me mate um <laughs> yeah I, I personally think that he's probably the, the, the little bit of a knockout um, Eight will suit him. He runs a nice straight line. He's a big, strong boy. He hooks the corner hard. We went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Brendan's very nice dog last week, and I was very proud of my boy. He tried his heart out, and, and he just couldn't get across him, and he never gave it away. Um, we're not the strongest in the last 50, but he is one of mine that I think can put himself right on the pace, even being outgraded, and kick along very hard down the back, and um, it definitely be a place chance. He's a, a nice price as well, 10 and $2.40. So that's your chances today, AJ. Hey, let's just have a little bit of a, a chat about you before we let you go. For those that don't know who uh, AJ Rowdy Christensen is, how did you come to get into greyhound racing? Uh, well, to be fair, we um, had my ex-partner, my best friend, who's actually my uh, kennel foreman, uh, Megan Finlay, uh, we, we just saw them on TV and we went to the races one day and it just, we give a couple of pat and it became just something that we were interested in and um, 
I was lucky enough to buy my first dog for $300 and Jared Udy was nice enough to take him for me. Um, and we won 12 with him and it sort of just continued from there. Um, we've loved every moment of it, been owners. And then um, Jared sort of had a quite a few of mine and said to me, you know, come on, mate, you'd be worthwhile to have a crack at training. And we sort of put together a little team and, yeah, we're sort of just having a dig and loving it, just enjoying it. And it's um, a privilege to be part of it, to be honest. Is training an alley that you were always keen to go down or was it a, a, a sort of more of a, a, a Jared gave you the nod and said hey have a crack yourself so you thought why not oh, Jared's not a small lad to be fair brother when he gives you a nudge you know about it you know he, he was pretty adamant you know he said to me look you know it'd be something for me to look at and um, with the engineering and that I, I sort of sat down with Megan and put a plan together and we were going to train four and I think we've got about 16 on work at the moment so it's um it shows you how much the dog's growing you and it just becomes such a big part of your life. So we've seen you bring a few in from Australia and, and, and get your dogs that way. For those who don't know, now you're starting to, to look down the breeding side of things and you had your first winner down here in Canterbury as a, a breeder a couple of weeks ago. How are the breeding numbers looking and what are the plans there? Oh, well, to be fair, mate, uh, you're much, 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 much better half than uh, Janine... Uh, is uh, one of my big parts of my breeding program, as you know. She um, she does all my South Island breeding for me. We communicate quite a bit, and she does quite a bit of my breaking in and that sort of stuff as well. Um, I've got uh, two litters up here by a couple of very nice bitches um, that uh, are, are only sort of 12 weeks, 14 weeks old, but looking like lovely pups as well. Um, just something to, to throw a hat in the ring, basically. Uh, as you know, Andy, we always wanted to try it and um, again it's something we really enjoy and uh, we get a lot of pride out of it and it was an amazing feeling to have your first own homebred winner is um, yeah, something I'll, I'll remember forever What does the future hold for uh, the man they call Rowdy and, and what are your goals in Greyhound Racing obviously making a Group 1 final today is, is one you can tick off the list oh, To be fair mate, winning the maiden as a trainer was my goal, anything above that's a bonus, eh? we um we just live every day. We love our dogs. We don't set too many goals. We just want happy, healthy dogs. We want to go out there and we want to represent, you know, our rowdy racing. And um, usually we like a few bourbons and, and we get a bit loose, but we love the sport. We just love being part of it. And like I say, we feel very privileged, you know. Myself and Megan, we put a lot of time into our kids. So we just like to be here, whether it's a maiden or whether it's a group race, just participating and trying to be at the uh, pointy end of the field would be nice, man. It's always a, a decent goal to have. AJ, thank you for your time this morning, and hey, uh, best of luck this afternoon, not only with the Group 1 charge, but the other couple you've got going around as well. No worries, Cocky. Thank you very much, and uh, good luck to everyone. Now. I hope you make a pocket fools. Thank you for that, uh, AJ. That was AJ Christensen, the man they call Rowdy. And if his girl is anywhere near the lead or the money going down the back straight, I think there might be a camera on course they can pick up why they call him Rowdy. We're going to go to another quick break here on Dog Speed. On the other side, we'll catch up with a, another young trainer with his first Group 1 runner today in the form of Shelley Pom going around in the Group 1 Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. His name's Sean Conlon, and we'll be with him shortly. We love our dogs. They love to race. GRNZ.co.nz a site well worth going and checking out today on the homepage. You will find stories about both of our Group 1 features coming up today. The first of those will be race number 7 
on the card. Group 1 Waterloo Cup final, the only final of its kind here in New Zealand where we have qualifiers from four different tracks throughout New Zealand. And of course, race number eight on the card set to get underway at 3.27. One of, if not the most prestigious Group 1 on the Greyhound Racing New Zealand card each and every year is the running of the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. And today's edition is an absolute stunner. A young fella with a greyhound going around in this year's edition and his first Group 1 finalist is Sean Codlin and he joins us on the phone now. Coddy, a very good morning to you. Yeah, morning Andy. Here you go, mate. I'm good, Coddy. I'm good. I'm glad we've got you on the phone now. It always pays to double-check the phone number, doesn't it? Yeah, mate. Exactly. You've got your girl coming up uh, in the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. She comes up with box seven. Her name's Shelley Pom. Firstly, back to last week in the heat run where she was a very good third in behind today's favourite, no keeper. Yeah, no, pretty, uh, obviously very excited, um, you know, let alone first group one. Uh, just excited to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, the draw's not ideal out in the seven, but um, after the whole field was drawn together, um, you know, it's, it may not be the worst place to be. There's a little bit of speed that's going to be trying to barrel to the uh, the first turn, and I might be better off just sitting uh, sitting out minding my own business. Talk us through her heat run. She was uh, she was beaten by no keeper, but it was a, a decent enough third. Yeah, yeah. Um, she got uh, a little bit more handy than I would have expected. Um, you know, again, she drew wide. Um, smaller field obviously helped. Um, but, you know, she's... She's not a world beater, but, you know, she I've said it for a long time, she's just a natural star. Um, she'll go 1,000 metres, no worries. Um, she's obviously not up to the class to a, a lot of the uh, the big guns in this race, but any congestion or, you know, anything like that, um, she'll be she'll be grinding away, and it's, it's just nice to uh, nice to be there. One of the main concerns for uh, for most of the, the greyhounds going around is the, the week-to-week backup over the 779 metres, but I'm picking that you're not too worried about that with your girl. Yeah, no, she um, she tends to back up all right. Um, you know, she, she stays um, naturally so well. Um, the 779, I've, I've got no problem at all. She hasn't had to travel away. She's, you know, stayed locally. Um, she comes through the heat run uh, well. She was bouncing... Bouncing around, uh, happy as Larry the, the the very next morning, and uh, yeah, no, she's she's um, happy and in, in, in a good headspace and ready to go. She appears to be peaking at about the right time, which is a, a nice piece of training for her. If you go back a wee while on the form, she had a little bit of a break between uh, November and March. Was that down to uh, seasonal issues or injuries, or what was what was the idea behind the break? Uh, she actually had a bit of a, um, a injury, um, which. Uh, took a long, uh, long time to get on top of. Um, it was just a, a strained hock, but she just had a few, few issues going on. So we sort of, um, you know, we had in mind the collar. Obviously, you know, a, a long shot idea, but you know that was sort of uh, the aim for her. Um, she missed out having a crack last year, um, so we sort of sat her on the sideline and, and made sure that she was going to be a okay, um, you know, um, come this time of the year. What does it mean to uh, to Sean Codlin to have a runner in, in one of the most prestigious, if not the most prestigious, Group One on the uh, the Greyhound New Zealand calendar? Oh, mate! I mean, just unbelievable. I mean, uh, you know, I'm just I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, you know, someone's got to win it. Someone's got to run last. I'm I'm not I'm not worried about uh, the the end result. I'm just I'm stoked stoked for the dogs, stoked for the owners. 
um, the Shaw boys down the line, um, they're involved. Um, myself and, and Eddie Matthews, um, a mate of mine, you know, we're just we're thrilled to just be going around and uh, hopefully the weather the weather holds off and, and plays ball for today. Talk us through the uh, the previous week, Coddy. What's it been uh, not only for Shelley Pom, but what's it been like for you as a trainer? Have there been any nerves throughout the week? Oh no, I've actually I've actually been alright. Um, I know they'll they'll come on when I'm uh, stepping out on track later on. Um, you know, it happened in the heat, and I'm sure it'll happen again. But uh, no, it's, it's it's nice to be a part of it. And uh, you know, the the week's been the week's gone to plan, barring the weather. Um, but we've got through it, and uh, you know, we're we're all in the same boat, and and we're we're here. You've also got uh, three others going around on the card, Cotty, so we'll uh, we'll touch on those before we let you go. In the fifth, you have uh, two going around. We'll start with the Greyhound who comes up with uh, box number one. Her name's Sweet Potential, and, gee, she was luckless not only in the heat for this, but, gee, she was absolutely stiff on Thursday at Cambridge as well. Yeah, no, she's uh, oh, she's she's a very good bitch. Um, you know, she's she's got... Loads of loads of ability. Um, she's just all in in the game, um, as you can see it. You know, in her heat here, um, and more so on Thursday, she's still learning to learning to choose uh, the, the right options and the wrong options to take. Um, she'll she'll take a lot out of Thursday and, and learn a lot from it. Um, say he's got a couple of good ones in this uh, final. Um, all I'm all I'm thankful for is uh, we've come up with a fence, which is where she wants to be. She's got a fair bit of track experience uh, on her side as well, Coddy, and she hasn't had to travel, so there are a few ticks in the right boxes for her compared to the favourites. Yeah, yeah, no, she's um, she's been around this track many times. Um, she knows it well, and then she wins it well. Um, just hopefully we we come out uh, with them, if not, uh, you know, uh, in line with them, and and uh, I'm sure she'll, you know, she'll she'll put on a put on a good good effort. You've also got Steve's shout going around uh, as well. Cotty comes up with box number six, and his effort for third behind Oparwa Dragon was okay. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, that was his first crack at the middle trip. Um, he's he tends to get off a lid and, and just keep on trucking. Um, he's still very green. Um, he, he's still young. He's, he's the whole litter, uh, uh, you know, very uh, slow developing. Um, but yeah, he's he's still running running quite green in his races. But I'm sure he'll uh, he'll bang off the lid and, and um, you know he'll. He'll do as usual. He'll try and, and, and truck into it. and uh, yeah. We turn the page to race number 11 and the uh, running of this year's Auckland Derby and you line up Thrilling Watson, a greyhound who's got a very good record and uh, he's been very nice at the top level in recent weeks. Yeah, no, he's in a good, uh, he's in a good place at the moment. Um, he's very fitting and, and he's, uh, you know, he can run good time. Uh, he does like this track, the, the tricks that show it. Um, he's He's... He is a chaser that does have to be on the lure or, or be sighting the lure. Um, he's desperate for the rails, um, as you saw on Thursday. He drew the three and, and still crashed down. Um, but he tends to pick the jump a little bit better at Manukau, I feel. Um, so the draw in five, you know, the squeeze draw, not ideal, but uh, it just depends how he picks the jump. And uh, if he jumps off the lid and, and finds his way to the rail, I, I think he's a good chance. Of the, the runners you've got going around today, Coddy, uh, who would you say is your best chance? Uh, I would have to uh, say sweet potential, uh, yeah. Well, we've got you on the phone, Sean. We'll uh, we'll just wind the clock back a bit for those who uh, who don't know you all that well. Uh, where did uh, Sean Codlin get involved in greyhounds, and how did that come about? Uh, I was sort of uh, oh many years ago. It was actually uh, I was working down here with my old man, and, and we come out to just uh, watch a few races and 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 uh, have a bet and have a feed and. Uh, 
we just got glued to uh, the good old Bright Star back in the day and, and got to know Bob really well. Um, and then we just kept coming back and back. And, and then obviously my partner, um, a daughter of the, the, the Hunts that have trained for many, many years. Um, yeah, we sort of, you know, we just stuck with it and then decided to give it a crack myself. And, and yeah, here we are. So talk us through the process from then to now, Coddy. Where did you start off in terms of training numbers and, and how did you go about getting your first dog? Uh, I brought a couple of pups just to start off with um, uh, and, and then I uh, imported one bitch from Australia, uh, Arunka Darcy. Um, she did me well and, and sort of got me hooked on it at the start with um, and then we just sort of grew from there. I um, I went and lived with Steve Clark for, for a few years there um, and, and yeah, we just sort of, yeah, it's, I've, I've always enjoyed it and, um, and we've just expanded, expanded and, and you know, now we're, now we're right into it. So the 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 training establishment establishment you train from these days is uh, is that of the late Steve Clark? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a new property um, he set up there, and and oh, the the property's awesome. I'm 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 grateful for uh, the setup that I've got there, and and you know I'm I'm doing what he wanted the property to do, and and running the property how you know how it would have been running if he was still here. Um, and yeah, I am quite proud to uh, to be in there and. And, and, you know, have the dogs running on the land that he, he got set up. Talk us through your dog numbers and, and what your setup looks like, Coddy, in, in terms of race dogs, break-ins and, uh, and, and young pups you have coming through. Yeah, I've got uh, the number at home sitting at 30 at the moment. Um, majority of them, uh, I do have a lot of pups coming through. Um, many, uh, three three or four different uh, different litters on the ground. Um, I've got... Uh, I've got Penny Mack at stud, um, one of the greats of the late Steve Clark as well. He's, he's standing at stud at home, um, and I've got a few pups at home which are, are just starting their breaking process now, which is um, and, and they're showing good chase and, and good signs. So you know, there's a bit going on, and uh, you know, the numbers are good. We're just uh, coming through with a bit of a puppy route to give that a crack and see how we end up at, at, at the end of that and go from there. Speaking of uh, Penny Mac Coddy, has has he had uh, much of an opportunity so far at studs in in terms of bitches served? Uh, he's served. Uh, he, he's got four litters on the ground at the moment. Um, the 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 pups are just starting to break in now, um, and and they do look nice. Uh, nice pups. Um, reports from you know uh, the people that have got the pups. Um, they're they're all positive. So I'm kind of hoping that uh, you know they do. Start showing something on the trial track and, and, and get a you know get the odd eye looking here and there and, and uh, I hope he gets given more opportunity down the track um, if, if he can prove, prove with his um, letters that are on the ground at the moment. If people want to uh, want to look at using him at stud, Coddy, how do they go about that and what's the process? Uh, just obviously contact me on my mobile o two double one double eight zero triple two and uh, and and. Um, their bitch can either come home. Um, I don't have straws on the ground at this at this point in time, um, so it's only natural at this stage. Um, but we will have straws dropped uh, within the next month or two. Um, but uh, we can serve naturally, and, and if, if it's a, a far tra- a, a travelling bitch, um, they're more than happy to stay at home and 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 me do it for them. Well, that's beautiful, Coddy. We uh, we thank you very much for your time this morning. Good luck, uh, not only today, but uh, with your future endeavours and uh, those pups you have coming through. Hopefully things uh, work out well for you and the team. Yeah, no, cheers, Coddy. Thanks, mate.
That was Sean Codlin, who does prepare a runner in today's Group 1 SENZ, Duke of Edinburgh, silver collar in the form of Shelley Pom. She goes around as one of the outsiders most in the market at double figures, thanks to the short-priced favourite in No Keeper. I think we may have the great man himself with us, not quite. He's not quite with us. So we might go to a quick break here on Dog Speed. And on the other side, the great man, the one they call Rosso, will be with us to talk through today's features. We love our dogs. They love to race. Love greyhounds.org.nz for all the feel-good stories around the participants that are involved in greyhound racing here in New Zealand. Go and have a look at how these majestic athletes are treated like absolute kings and Queens, which is what uh, they are. It's a big day here today uh, in New Zealand in terms of greyhound racing. Two group ones on the card coming out of Auckland and one of the most prestigious on the calendar is today. The group one running of the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar this year sponsored by SENZ. And a man who lives and breathes greyhound racing and loves a decent stayer. It's the favourite time of the year for him. Rosso, it's almost like you turned in the boxes, mate. You've come out now, you've caught up with the team and you're still a chance of winning. Oh, fair dinkum, uh, Andy. I'm going to have to be swift fantasy to uh, to recover from uh, the start of the day I've had, I'm afraid. It was uh, just chaos at uh, Wellington Airport this morning. I don't know what was going on, but... Uh, for starters, the bag drop was unbelievable. Well, I decided to skip that because uh, I was about 200 deep there, so I, I piled everything into my carry-on. Um, but that was only the, the first part of the drama because, um, let me tell you, the uh, security line was just something to behold. And they only had uh, one box operating there, and they needed eight. Um, so, uh, yes, there were about uh, 300, 400 people trying to get through at once in that line for about 45 minutes. Anyhow, I'm here now, Andy. That's the main thing. The flights were delayed, obviously. Um, and I'm here, and, and we're, what, just over an hour away from the start of race number one on a 12-race card, an excellent card. And, yep, as you say, uh, I love the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. It is the race with the incredible, unparalleled history in greyhound racing in New Zealand. In fact, I'd just about say across any racing code, Andy. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, Rosso, we know you like to uh, dive into a little bit of history and this one being won uh, by some of our absolute greats in terms of greyhound racing. Yeah, indeed. Um, and look, Andy, um, in a moment or two, we'll have a chat with uh, Philippa Morris, who's going to be with us today on the trackside coverage. But not only that, uh, she is... Uh, very much involved in, in dog number one in the collar today, Mr. Fahrenheit, trained by her mum, Carol, and uh, and raced by her dad, Wayne. Now, all the way back in 2000, I was lucky enough to have a, a dog in the silver collar. She won a heat and paid 20-odd bucks, and she was four lengths clear in the final, and you could just see, started to stagger across the top, and wouldn't you know it, one of uh, John Good's rugged stairs was in behind Aqua Rattling and mowed my girl down, Rewa Monsoon, and... Although, obviously, I would have loved to have won that. Uh, just part to be part of the, the silver collar is something amazing. And uh, that's what Philip is going to experience today. And because Philip is here and she's got other engagements, I might just bring her straight in. So, uh, Philippa, look, how are you feeling uh, building up to today? Obviously, there's a dominant favourite and no keeper, but it's a greyhound race. And once you're in, anything can happen. Certainly can, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? I spoke to mum and said, you know, are you excited because you've got a dog in the collar? And she said, oh, look, we're absolutely over the moon. As cliche as it is, it's just a goal to even make the final for us. It's been a dream 
uh, forever, I think, to win this race, especially with our connection with Tom and Jill McGillivray, who won this race twice. They're the whole reason we got into Greyhounds, and I remember watching, got a cruise win it, bet on Bessie. So uh, the nerves will be there, and Andy, as I alluded to earlier, if by some miracle he were to win, it would be the worst post-race interview from me because I would be crying like anything. <laughs> Oh, it might mean that, uh, that you or I will have to jump in, Andy, and, and do the post-race. We shall see. Um, but there's been some great uh, post-race celebrations and, uh, and interviews over the years. You talk about um, the McGillivray race, uh, Tom and Jill, and uh, that was, you know, 97 with Gotta Cruise and 98 with Bet on Bessie, who ran down Gotta Cruise. Otherwise, he would have been the first dog to win it in consecutive years. Uh, gee, you would have been a wee pup then. I was. I was about nine years old, um, and I remember going around to Tom and Jules and watching it afterwards and having a look at the little collar that you get to take home, the replica, and, and having little soda streams back in those <laughs> days with a, with a glass and uh, talking all about the stories. And, yeah, Bet on Bessie was a dog that Tom had an eye for, picked her up running around grass tracks, and I thought that day Got a Cruise was going to grab it, but it just wasn't amazing race it was and for them to get the Quinella so it's, it's a huge deal for our family the Silver Collars that one race where I think we want to win it yes you've got New Zealand Cup and, and, and the likes but the collar for us is, is the dream so just to be in it is amazing if we ran top four I think we'd be over the moon well somebody is backing your dog he it's has been me. the one mover in the market, 12 into 9. And I think when we did the preview show on Wednesday, I think I was getting $3 from a place. Now it's about $1.55. What do you make of that? I'm not sure who's putting the money on. I did ask mum and dad. It's definitely not them. So whether or not, Rosso, people have thought our $50 a place was a win and someone's <laughs> jumped on, I'm not sure. Look, no keeper's hard to beat. I think any other year, Andy, you'd be happy that you're in the collar and you've got a chance to win. But... Uh, it's not every year that you run into a dog like No Keeper, and I just, I can't see him being beat. As, but as bad as that is to say, you don't want to say it about a dog and put the cobwash on him. He's just an absolute freak, isn't he? And they've just come up against a very, very tough dog this year. He's an absolute weapon. There's no doubt about that. And uh, I'm sure even uh, us three all having him on top, and Aaron White, I'm sure we all can't codwash him. Surely, surely he gets the job done. But... Uh, Pip, I think it might be one of the best post-race interviews if you win. That would be absolute raw emotion. And I'm picking there would be a little bit more than Soda Stream being drunk tonight if he rolls on past the line first. I think Wayne would be singing karaoke up in there, up in the box. I can tell you that. He'd have a glass of red wine or two, Andy. Karaoke would be on, and I might have to drive him home. Let's just put it that way. Philippa, um, do have to ask about how he might have come through the race last week. I mean, often we talk about it. So who can back up the seven, seven, nine metres week to week? And look, maybe maybe for the modern greyhound, it's it's not as tough. I'm not sure. But in his heat, we had, you know, three um, fairly young stayers. Um, and now they're asked to do it again seven days later. Any indication, has the dog given any indication to your parents as to how he might be feeling this week? He said he's absolutely pulled through it amazingly. Look, you're not, never going to know until they get out on that track whether or not it's flattened him. Dad was worried about him if he couldn't see out the last 100 metres. He just said that extra 79, that extra 100 metres, he wasn't sure. But he come off the track not blowing his coat this week. He said it's been absolutely silky, looks great, feels great. You wouldn't know he's had a race. So all the indicators are that he's pulled through it really well and we could see something from him today. And to be fair, just going back a few months, because we're talking about a young dog here, we were wondering whether he was going to get 660. 60 metres, then he put three together and beat some pretty reasonable greyhounds and uh, all of a sudden it's a silver collar prospect but we're, we're talking another 140 metres and for greyhounds 
uh, you know, when uh, like 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 with sprinters who are trying to run a 400 metres, when that lactic lactic acid kicks in, it's it becomes very tough. It does, and the rain too, because we are predicting a lot of weather, and I'm hoping it's already come and it's going to stay away because he is a quick dog. He's a dog that I think needs a much more faster track to be at his best. I think if it's a real puggy slug track, then he might just not be able to pick up off it like I'd expect him to, and that could bring the other stayers that are real real strong into the race. So I'd like the weather to stay away, but Look, I genuinely do think he's a top three chance today. Because of my shambolic morning, I'm not quite sure how long you've been here and who you might have seen, but have you seen any of the competitors? Have you seen No Keeper today? I have seen No Keeper and No Account. Look, No Keeper just looks absolutely wonderful. He was still in the van, had his rug on. Gary said he's travelled up beautifully. He wouldn't know he's bounced back through the race. I asked him if he is confident as everyone else. Obviously, there's markets with the dog out. Uh, he is. He said, you know, he doesn't, he feels the pressure, but he said he has just feels like this dog with everything that he's done and the accolades that it is his race to lose. Mm. And in terms of uh, Gary's travel, do you know how it was? Because I feared, given some of the forecasts, that, you know, the southern competitors might struggle to get across the, across the Cook Strait. Because of the weather, he said they usually do travel up on Saturday. This time they opted to travel up on Friday. They stayed in Foxton. They've driven back up. So he said he was actually very lucky. The ferry wasn't too bad. A little bit rough on, on the Friday, but by all means, the dogs travelled well. They've slept well in the van. He said it hasn't really made any difference. So if you are uh, keen on the favourite, you'd be pretty happy with that. And he still thinks no account's a good chance. Andy, you'll be happy with this to run top four, uh, especially the way that his closing sectional was. Does want to see him get more forward off box number two. Said he's a dog that can do things wrong, uh, but he is hoping that he can run into the top four as well. He's certainly not the smartest greyhound in the world, no account, but uh, yeah, I'm really keen on that. $3.80 to run top three. He's two fifty to run top four last week through the sectionals. He was uh, second fastest in terms of run homes, only bettered by his brother, no keeper. And after the trouble he found in the early stages of that race, it certainly was a, a super effort. Rosso, in terms of the favourite, no keeper, he's $1.25. Is this the shortest priced collar favourite we've ever had? Well, that's a good question. I can't say that I've necessarily done that sort of examination of things, uh, Andy, uh, as much as I'm into my history. Uh, but I certainly can't remember it. Of course, we had a very tight favourite going into the heats last year in Shanee, who uh, unfortunately uh, tripped and fell in, in the heat and didn't make her way through to the final. Certainly we've had some short favourites, but I can't remember anything quite as dominant as this. And the other good thing, I think, Philippa, and I'm about to let you go, because I know you've got trackside commitments and so have I, but I'll let you get underway. Uh, we've got about four or five minutes of the show left, but um, I, I just feel like, Although no keeper is dominant, he is 16 from 16 over the distance. And I actually think, you know, with dogs like Thrilling Road and Mr. Fahrenheit and Centurion coming uh, coming through and, and, and pretty dowstayers like um, Nighthawk style and, um, and also no account there, that it's actually a pretty reasonable field. And it's not a reflection of the field that no keeper is so short. No, it's not at all. I think if you take No Keeper out of the race, it's very, very open. I'm not sure who would actually come up favourite. Probably, possibly still Thrilling Rogue off box number five. But you're right, the depth that we've got in there. Little Teague's finished third in the race last year. She's back in the field. Centurion, he'll be hitting the line strong. Some of these nice youngsters. It's just unfortunate for them that they've come up against a dog like No Keeper. But hey, you just never know. This is racing. There are no sure things. Pip, thanks for popping in. All the best to you and to your family today. And uh, looking forward to the day working with you for the whole card. But of course, the very special race, uh, the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar, sponsored by SENZ.
thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to it, and I better go get on to my duties. <laughs> you had our, our producers looking for us, Andy, so we're going to have to scram. Uh, I know you're going to come and uh, jump into the studio as well and be part of the coverage, which is excellent. Um, Andy, are there any, um, I don't know whether you've talked about your selections or anything uh, as of yet, but anything you want to want to throw out there as we as we wrap up this program and look forward to the three to four live coverage with uh, Mark Clayton and Elizabeth Whelan here on SENZ? Going to be super, that coverage, no doubt about that. Uh, as I said, uh, in terms of the big one, obviously hard to go past no keeper, but pretty keen to play no account and Nighthawk style to run into the money. They are both at a really nice price and were both very good through their heats. In terms of the other group one, Rosa, I'm pretty keen to tell Bingo Bale. He's $2.50. I thought he'd be a little bit closer to $2. He's a real dominant force, and I get the feeling at the moment that people don't actually realise how good this dog is. So far, he's won about 10 or 11 at Addington, nine of them in sub-30, a 29.65 to his name, and uh, he's just a really exceptional greyhound who draws to be very hard to beat today. Indeed, Andy. Look, I'm with you on Tel Bingo Bale. I, I'm of a mind that the winner comes from Tel Bingo or Opawa Wayne, and Opawa Wayne, I think, 4.20 I last saw, and there's been money for Pedro Lee to 4.5, and I love Pedro Lee as a greyhound, but I thought there should be more separation between Opawa Wayne and Pedro Lee, given Opawa Wayne uh, has been here before, won a heat of the Auckland Cup, run second in the Auckland Cup with Tel Bingo Bale third, and Look, I'd be happy in that race to say, OK, this is what I'm going to spend and I want to win this amount of money and then back tell Bingo and a power wane accordingly. I think you'd be pretty keen on this option as well, Ros. I'm not sure with your late flight if you've been able to catch up on these extra markets that have been released, but there's head-to-head options on some of these races and in the running of the Group 1 Waterloo Cup, one of those head-to-heads is Pedro Lee versus Opawa Wayne, both at $1.85. Gee, I thought that was great money around Wayne. Look, I would agree with you, Andy, and I'm in no way dissing Pedro Lee. As I say, he's a New Zealand derby winner. He is the king of Cambridge, but he's been good elsewhere as well. Uh, he's had five misses here at uh, at Monaco. He's fourth in the Amazing Chase last year, which is very different, of course, because uh, it's, a, it's a match race series. He's got box number one, Andy, and he can certainly use that very effectively, and um, I think he can make the race really interesting. In fact, I've put him in for third, but I did think the two... Uh, Canterbury Dogs uh, did stand out there. So, look, that's a good reminder, though, Andy, to have a look through those um, head-to-heads uh, and the power plays today because there are so many ways now to play this day. It's not all about the win in the place anymore. Certainly are. There's a number of these races covered by the power plays. Races 2, 7, 8, 9, 10 and 11, all with power play options. Those markets available on tab.co.nz. If you scroll under the uh, original market, under the, the usual market, you will find those underneath there. Rosso, obviously you'll have a, a best bet on the program. Where are punters turning the page to to get involved in a Rosso special? Andy, I was going to go to Typhoon Tim, $2.10. I think he'll win the Hi-Fi Allegro Sprint race number nine today, just given the dogs drawn around him. And a power dragon, I thought, uh, around the sort of $1.90 mark was backable in that Class 1 final. I've got to say, that's an outstanding final too, just quietly with some very nice young dogs in it. I think there's two or three greyhounds there that are going to make their way through the grades, uh, namely uh, Sweet Potential and the two Opawas, and even a couple out wide, Grace Foot and Blue on Black, uh, both very nice greyhounds as well. Rosso, we're nearly out of time here on Dog Speed. Enjoy your afternoon. I know it's one of your favourites on the calendar, and I'm sure you're going to have an absolute boomer of a day. And Andy, I'm going to let you close this one out, but I, I've got to say thank you very much, mate, for hauling me through this morning with my shambolic morning, and you've done a sterling job, and everybody... 
come back for the three to four uh, SENZ live coverage Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar Waterloo Cup with Mark Clayton and Elizabeth Whelan. Tune into that. It'll be well worth getting involved in the Group 1 running of the SENZ Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar at 3.27. But for now, that's it from Andy McCook and Mark Rosanowski. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.